folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Allie Oni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I am doing good. Al, there's there's something different about you. Something, yeah. Something in your look. Yeah, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Yeah, I mean, if I had to, I would say that you look like a mom. Whoa. Yeah. What does a mom look like, Lee? You. <laughs> Maybe it's the baby I'm holding. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, big news to all our listeners out there. Um, we had our baby. We did. He got here five weeks early, and he is amazing. He is, yeah. His name is Cedar, and you'll probably hear him uh, piping in from time to time. He has lots of opinions, people. He does. He has lots of squeaks. <laughs> so, y'all, because of this wonderful, exciting change in our lives, it does mean a small change to the podcast. Um, so, instead of having full albums that Lee and I are going to talk about at the beginning of the month, we decided for our own sanity to just focus on single songs. <gasps> yeah, do you agree with that? <laughs> We're just going to focus on single songs for the next few months uh, until we kind of get our feet underneath ourselves with parenthood. Mm -hmm. So we were so excited to talk about Wicked slash I was so excited to talk about Wicked for October, but Cedar has changed some plans. So Lee, who are we going to actually talk about for our first episode of October? So for our first episode of October, we are talking about uh, Kenny Loggins and his song, House at Pooh Corner. Yay! So a little bit about Kenny Loggins. Kenneth Clark Loggins was born uh, January 7th, 1948. He is an American guitarist, singer, and songwriter. His early songs were recorded with Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Um, and then that led to recording uh, seven albums with the group Loggins and Messina um, from 1972 to 1977. Uh, his early soundtrack contributions date back to um, A Star is Born in 1976, and he is known uh, now as the king of the movie soundtrack. As a, so uh, as a solo artist, Loggins experienced a string of soundtrack success, including an Academy Award nomination for Footloose in 1985, Finally Home was released uh, in 2013, shortly after Loggins formed the group Blue Sky Riders with Gary Burr and uh, Georgia Middleman. Uh, he won a Daytime Emmy Award, two Grammy Awards, and was nominated for an Academy Award and a Tony Award and a Golden Globe Award. All for the same thing or just like throughout his life? Throughout his life. Oh, dang. That's yeah, still he, really impressive. Yeah, they, in the bio I found, they talk about him being the movie soundtrack king and then they leave off probably his most favorite or his most famous movie like soundtrack mm -hmm. and that's Top Gun. Oh, that's Kenny Loggins? Highway to the Danger Zone. That's him? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he also does Caddyshack. Okay. He does that, I'm all right, that the gopher dances to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's a weird bio to, like, leave off all those things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so a little bit about the song. Uh, so House at Pooh Corner is a song written by Kenny Loggins based on the children's book of the same name. It was performed by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band on their 1970 album, Uncle Charlie and His Dog Teddy, 
uh, and then recorded by Loggins and Messina on their 1971 album, Sittin' In, and appears on Loggins' 1994 children's album, Return to Pooh Corner. It is told from the perspective of both Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin, and serves as an allegory for a loss of innocence and nostalgia for childhood. Um, Loggins was a 17-year-old senior in high school when he wrote the song. It has since become one of Loggins' most popular and beloved compositions, and it remains a staple of his live performances. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we listened to the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band version and then the Loggins and Messina version. Um, I could not find his 1994 version through our streaming service of choice. Yeah, and they are... Like, for being the same song, they do have different vibes. Like, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, I, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but it feels like they drive the song more. Mm-hmm. Um, and when there's, like, instrumental breakouts, it's still, like, guitars and things versus in the Loggins and Messina version, it's much more lullaby-esque with, like, pianos. And I think it starts with, like, a flute or, like... I almost picture like one of those pipe flutes that you see in theater productions. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was thinking more of like an oboe or something. Mm -hmm. Like it has that sound to it. Yeah, it's interesting how different these two versions are. And they're recorded a year apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, like Loggins is really still kind of finding his voice. And like listening to him sing that version and then sing with Loggins and Messina. Like, by that point, I think he's really found the Kenny Loggins voice that we know from all these soundtracks. Yeah, and I, like, if I had to pick a favorite, it would be the Loggins and Messina version, and I can't figure out if that's just because that's the version that I grew up with or because that's the one that I really prefer. But, yeah, that one, I feel like, really hits on that theme of, like, childhood innocence and trying to return to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nitty gritty dirt band version, like you said, it's very like driven mm-hmm. and it's much faster. And I think a couple verses are cut out because it's about half the length of the Loggins and Messina version. So, yeah, I agree. That one almost seems like out of place mm-hmm. kind of on the rest of that album. Um, but with Loggins and Messina, it sounds very much like it's meant to be there. It's like definitely a chart topping song mm-hmm. um, and how they produce it I think fits the tone much better mm-hmm. yeah and I appreciate that acousticness and you know it even ends with a gong yeah and you're like well that's kind of weird but I guess it fits yeah yeah I mean I just love this song for so many reasons like one I'm looking at Cedar's nursery with Winnie the Pooh on the wall right like huge Pooh fan from my childhood days um, but I just really resonate with the like main character of this song and this idea that like one day I just wandered further than I should and now I can't find my way back again. Um, Because when I think about some of the things that define childhood innocence, that's really what it is. You know, like you don't intentionally set out to like pay bills or like get health care or anything but then all of a sudden you look around and it's like oh 
shoot, I'm an adult. Like I have a mortgage payment. I have all these things I have to do. And like, I can't seem to find my way back to this like really peaceful time anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to Cedar today about growing up and how it gets better and stuff. And I kind of had that existential crisis where I was like, (laughs) Al, I don't know that it gets better. Like being a kid's pretty awesome. It is like right now, all he has to do is eat and sleep and he has somebody to literally like feed him and change his butt. Like he's fine. Yeah. And literally carry him around the house. He doesn't even have to walk. Yeah. Although like there's something nice about having some independence and like some self-efficacy and things, but you're right. Like is adulthood better than childhood? I don't... I don't know that I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a very, like, in certain ways it is, in certain ways it isn't. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was working in Texas and I had this student who was like, yeah, isn't it fun to pay bills? I was like, I'm sorry, come again? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you know, it's your own money. You're in charge of stuff. Like, it's got to be really fun. And I was just like, oh, man, like, wait till you watch your bank account slowly drain away from you and then tell me if it's fun or not. But like he totally had that childhood optimism of like, won't it be so great to be an adult? And then I was standing here being like, oh, I don't want to break your heart. Right. I don't want to like rip that away from you. But yeah, wait till you get your first paycheck and you see the breakdown of how much is taken out of that paycheck. For taxes and things. <laughs> taxes, oh, God. social security, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, when I it makes me think about the movie Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp and there's this scene where he's talking to one of the kids and he's like, "Oh, look at that. Like the like boy George went off to Neverland and now you're an adult." And I wonder like could you pinpoint that moment for you of when you kind of like did that transition into adulthood and we're like oh i can't go back again hmm i don't know i'm sure yeah i'm sure it exists the one that that there stands out in my mind was in like fifth grade um like my best friend Mm -hmm. we were out on the playground or something and i was i don't even know what i was saying i was like let's let's play you know let's play this Mm -hmm. and he was like i don't use my imagination that's kid stuff oh and it was like, oh, like we can't use our imagination anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that stands out in my mind. It was like fifth grade Lee, but secretly he still used his imagination. <laughs> he just didn't tell people about it for yeah, a while. Exactly. Just didn't tell people about it as much. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that stands out to me. Is there one you can like pick or a moment you can pick? Um, You know, it might be just because like we just had the anniversary of this but you and I were talking about um September 11th 2001 and where we were when that happened and I just remember driving to school with my mom and the radio was on and I was asking her what happened she's like oh somebody did something stupid they made a mistake And then as we were watching the news and it was really clear, like, it wasn't a mistake, I just remember being like, oh, like, there are big things happening in the world. And that was kind of the first time that I was aware of a global scale rather than just a, like, 
baby Al in Colorado living her best life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as a kid, your world's pretty small. Yeah, and like you aren't thinking about like economic crises or like terrorism or pandemics or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, like this light came on and it was like, oh, like there are things that adults talk about that kids don't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I wonder so much about the kids who were in school during the COVID pandemic when the shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. Like, how how is that going to affect them yeah. moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's really significant because you can even see it in our college students, you know, when it was like we were here and then we weren't. Mm-hmm. Like, we thought we were going on spring break and then we never came back. Yep. Yeah, and, like, at least from the kids' perspective, you know, it was nice to see them playing outside so much more. Uh-huh. And I feel like that love for being outside got rekindled. Because, mm-hmm. like, I still see our neighborhood kids outside almost daily. Yeah. So that was kind of nice to see. But, yeah, like, any older than elementary or middle school, it seems like those kids were super affected. Mm-hmm. And especially the kids who missed their graduation or something big like that, like one of those big milestone moments. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's why this song gets me so much is like, oh, I just, I feel, f- I just want to give those folks a hug when they make that transition. And it's like, I just can't find my way back. Like, can anybody help me? And it's like, you know, like that's a really magical place and a really magical time. And some days you might be able to visit again. Like, I think we'll get to visit when we have Cedar and he's using his imagination and we get to play with him. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, we won't be able to go and live in the house at Pooh Corner anymore. Right. Yeah. And I wonder what it's going to be like as his parent to see him go through that Uh uh-huh and be like oh there went there went that well and i wonder if it's as sad for them as it will be for us because we know what that means Mm -hmm. um versus i feel like when we went through that transition it was like no big deal you know we didn't realize we couldn't go back and we didn't realize what that change meant right yeah yeah it'll be It'll be interesting, and thankfully we've got a couple years before that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So yeah, my dad always talks about this song, and even from a young age, he was like, "Yeah, this song really makes me think about you." Mm. And I was like, "Okay," and like, I, same thing, like Christopher Robin, Pooh, and stuff growing up, and so that's kind of what I thought he meant. Um, and now I'm like, "Oh, that's not what you meant." Yeah. So. Yeah, now being a father, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I see it now. Yeah, I agree. Like, Cedar agrees, too. (laughs) Yeah, and I have such big hopes for him. And, like, it'll be so fun to watch him do the serious business of childhood, you know? Like, we need to count all of the bees in the hive. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we need to chase all the clouds from the sky. We have things to do. Um, And it'll just be so fun to watch him get to go through that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I can't wait. It's already, you know, he's three weeks into life and it's already so much fun to watch him figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Well, Lee, do you have any other thoughts about the song from Mr. Loggins? No, um, I love it and I'm glad uh, he keeps performing it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, me too. I highly recommend it to folks if it's something that hasn't come across their radar yet. Um, even if you're like, oh, that's like a kid's song. It, I don't know. It gets you right in the feels. It does, yeah. And if you like the Loggins and Messina version, I would check out a lot more of their catalog because mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff is really good. I'm not a huge Nitty Gritty Dirt Band fan, um, but Loggins and Messina is, is up there. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Well, Lee, thanks for covering this one. I appreciate you. Sure. Who are we covering for our second episode in October? So our second episode will come out right around Halloween, probably a little before. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be listening to Warren Zevon's song, Werewolves of London. Ow! Yeah. So we try to do a Halloween song kind of around Halloween every year. Um, and that is the one we're going to do this year. And I'm super excited to talk about it. Great. I don't know that I've ever heard it. So I'm oh. excited to listen to it with you. Great. I'm, yeah, the Grateful Dead do a couple covers of it. Oh. So we will listen to their cover. Of course we will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all, I just need to tell you, Lee's best friend sent him a album of like lullaby versions of the Grateful Dead songs that... It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Yeah. Rockabye Baby is like the company that produces those. Um, You can find them on most streaming services. And uh, yeah, he not only sent us that album, he sent it to us on vinyl. Best friends. So we have a like tie-dyed vinyl record of (laughs) lullaby versions of the Grateful Dead songs. And uh, it's as amazing as you think it is. Well, y'all, thank you so much for listening with us. If you'd like to join us for our next episode, check out Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. And uh, this has been Songs of Our Own. Until we get to be with you again, enjoy your own songs. <laughs>